Good morning, church. It is the second day of our series that we started yesterday in English on a subject on pleasing God. We have shared certain uh, understandings on this subject earlier from the 8th of this month. We have started ministering on that. I believe it is uh, God's will that God is giving us a right understanding of the word uh, in these days because uh, we see the glory of God that is manifesting over the nations and the fear of God is falling on people, especially repentance is coming on the nations. As this church, as we are interceding for one another, interceding for the for the for the people of God, and Holy Spirit is taking us into a higher dimension and interceding for our cities, for our nation and for our nations. The fear of God is falling uh, upon God's people first and God's people are developing the heart of uh, obedience which is already given to them by the power of the Spirit. As we learn to walk in the Spirit, we become obedient to God and that is a birthright as a child of God. As First Peter chapter 1 verse 14 says, As obedient children, we are supposed to walk in obedience because Christ manifesting through us and as we allow the Holy Spirit to take over us and learn to be led by the Spirit, it's nothing but the obedience, a new, new covenant obedience, a new covenant obedience to the command of God is nothing but walking in the Spirit. Because as we learned yesterday, First Timothy chapter 1 verse 5, I'll read out that verse again to you. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. And I'm reading out to you in a, in a passion translation that is properly interpreted. Because other translations are not giving the full understanding of this verse. So I'm reading from passion translation, First Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. For we reach the goal of fulfilling all the commandments. For we reach the goal of fulfilling all the commandments when we love others deeply with pure heart, a clean conscience and sincere faith. So what happens when we are deeply love one another? When we deeply love others, we love uh, others deeply with the pure heart with a clean conscience and sincere faith, we are fulfilling the goal of all commandments. Or in other words, we reach the goal of fulfilling all the commandments. So all the commandments are included in our love for each other. The whole old covenant was based on two commandments. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And that is fulfilled in Christ when we received Christ and His righteousness in us. And when Christ begin to live His life through us. Now, come uh, with me to Romans chapter 8 again. Let us understand uh, what Paul was trying to explain in Romans 8. In Romans 7, we see a struggle that was there when we walk under law. We know the law is good, we know the law is holy, but we had other law working in our members of our body. It was intruding in the in us trying to keep the law. It was 
it was not possible for man to keep the whole law and paul clearly said it was our flesh was weak in keeping the law let me read uh, uh, in exactly the words uh, that are mentioned here for god achieved verse 3 romans 8 for god achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of the human nature so weakness of the flesh hindered uh, was obeying the law and the very struggle that even we can go through if we still trying to keep the law in our own strength but roman uh, roman chapter 7 very clearly explains how we are crucified onto the law and paul is giving a great example of husband and wife and how as long as your husband or wife is alive the law is alive and breaking the law will be adultery and one dies that you are free uh from that law you are so how we are dead to the law through the cross of christ and how we have become alive to god through the grace that is through the resurrection of uh, of our lives let me just read out that to you again i write to you dear brothers and sisters who are familiar with the law don't you know that when a person dies it ends his obligation to the law i am reading from passion translation chapter roman chapter 7 verse 1 now verse 2 for example a married couple is bound by the law to remain together until separated by death but when spouse dies one spouse dies the other is released from the law of the marriage so then if then if a wife is joined to another man while still married this is verse 3 she commits adultery but if her husband dies she is obviously free from the marriage contract and may marry another man without being charged with adultery now verse 4 so my dear brothers and sisters the same principle applies to your relationship with god for you died to your first husband the law by being co-crucified with the body of the messiah so you are now free to marry another the one who was raised from the dead so that you may now bear spiritual fruit for god the spiritual fruit also can be translated offspring now our spiritual fruit that we bear is the offspring that we bear the nature that we we bear now the new nature of christ is a relationship with the resurrected christ the one who raised from the dead jesus christ so that we may now bear spiritual fruit for god because we are co-crucified with christ now when we are co-crucified with christ we are crucified for our sin we are crucified to our to the law now christ living in us is a grace working to us and that's why now chapter 8 verse 1 onwards i am reading so now the case is closed there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus the anointed one verse 2 for the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death for god achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of the human nature yet 
God sent us his son in a human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity. God's son gave his earth gave God's son gave his body to be a sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and the power of sin. Verse 4. So now every righteous requirements of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. And we are free to live not according to our flesh but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Now we must understand what a joyous truth is found in Romans 8. All that God requires for us has been satisfied by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The life of Jesus in us is enough to satisfy God. The power of our new life is not the works of our weak humanity, but the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit released in us. So, in the new covenant, we must understand Christ living in us, His life through us. We are able to fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law. So, by Christ in us, we are we are able to have a righteousness that is more than the law. We know that Jesus very clearly said, unless righteousness increases more than the Pharisees, we cannot uh, enter the kingdom. So, it is a righteousness that is more than the righteousness of the Pharisees in the sense, righteousness of the law that God has given. The very righteousness of Christ is given to us. See, Jesus lived that perfect life on this earth and his perfect sacrifice on the cross gave us his perfection to us. Today in, in faith, we are, we are perfect in Christ. Of course, that doesn't mean that we are perfect in our actions or in a, we are perfect in our performance or we are perfect in our behaviors. We have received the perfection of Jesus through the finished work of the cross. Come with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 and 14. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 and 14. Turn with me, Hebrew chapter 10. It says, I'll read out to you, verse 10. By God's will we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus the Messiah. See, Jesus came to do Father's will. It is written, you know, in verse 5, Since your ultimate desire was not another animal sacrifice, you have clothed me with the body that I may offer myself instead. Verse 6, Multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. Verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 10, So I said to you, God, I will be one to go and do your will to fulfill all that is written of me in your word. So Jesus came to do Father's will. And verse uh, 8 it says, First he said, Multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice. Even the law requires them to be offered. Verse 9, And then he said, God, I will be the one to go and do your will. So that by being a sacrifice that removes sin, he abolishes animal sacrifices and replaces that entire system with the new covenant and verse 10 now says by God's will we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus the Messiah. So we must believe and understand that we are made holy and not only made holy and pure 
again in verse 14 it says by the by his perfect sacrifice he made us perfectly holy you know it's uh, we are being made holy we are made in other versions we have been made perfect and complete for all time you know is the same sacrifice which has made us holy is also made us perfect forever in in certain other versions and in this version it is said by his one perfect sacrifice he made us perfectly holy and complete for all time so our faith our faith is in the perfect sacrifice of jesus the finished work of the cross so through that sacrifice you know trust in jesus and through the resurrection of christ that which we have been justified we are made holy and made perfect forever so that should be a faith and that faith is enough for our salvation so when we are saved by grace through faith means we have now responded to his grace to the finished work of the cross to the gospel of the kingdom and our response is nothing but a saving faith we accepted that god's grace that god sent his son as a sacrifice for the sin of the whole world so when we accept that gospel when we accept christ in us we believe in the finished work of the cross we believe in his death we believe in his resurrection and this grace includes our position in christ let me just explain to you from ephesians chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 5 just come with me to ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 but god still loved us with such great love he is so rich in compassion and mercy verse 5 even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins he united us into the very life of christ and saved us by his wonderful grace see we were united in the very life of christ and there where our salvation began there where we are saved by grace we say and verse 6 he raises up with christ and exalted one uh, he raises up with christ the exalted one comma and we ascend we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm for we are now co-seated as one with christ you know is co-seated means to be placed or seated in heaven means we have been given the perfection and authority to be there see now we are seated with christ so when we are saved by grace means we are co-seated with him we are crucified with him we are risen with him we are seated with him that's why when we walk in the power of the holy spirit we are able to confess like paul confessed apostle paul confessed in galatians chapter 220 we are crucified with him is no longer i but christ lives in me the life that i live i live in the faith in the son of god who died for me who gave himself for me so now let me continue this verse uh, verse 8 it says for it it was only through the wonderful grace that we have believed in him it is grace that gave us faith the faith that we had the response that we had to the gospel it came because of the grace of jesus christ nothing we did could ever earn the this salvation for it was a gracious gift from god 
and that brought us to Christ. Now verse 9, so no, so no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward of good works or a human striving. Now we all understand and I no need to repeat it again and again that we are saved by grace and grace alone. But this, this grace that we have received, that we are now, grace reigns in us. Grace reigns in our lives. You know, come with me, the verse that I was sharing with you yesterday, the Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Let me read out to you clearly. 6.14, it says, that Remember this, sin will not conquer you. For God already has conquered. You are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. Now today we are not governed by law. If you are governed by law, we will have that battle, what Romans 7, Paul is explaining. What I want to do, I will not do. What I don't want to do, I do. And there is a great struggle. But he coming to the place of Romans 7 verse 25, he cries out to say, what a wretched man I am. Who can save me from this body of death, this nature of sin, this flesh? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, he, uh, I believe, this is my opinion on that uh, Romans 7, is talking about the life that he lived as a, as, as under Jewish law. Because uh, he is writing this Romans 7, that to the people who know the law. That's what in Romans 7 he is uh, 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 telling. You know, I write to you, my dear brothers and sisters, who are familiar with the law. And so to them he is writing, if you're still trying to be righteous under law, there will be struggle. What I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I do. But when we walk under grace... We are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. And in this grace, we are, the sin will no longer conquer us. Again, I am reading, remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God has already conquered. Now see, coming to Romans 8, uh, 1 onwards, we understand, now there is no condemnation who are in Christ Jesus. And... Uh, it is not certain versions, it is not mentioned who, who, who doesn't walk, uh, who no longer walk in the flesh but by the spirit. But we see that uh, that word is put in verse 4 at the end. For we are free to live not according to our flesh but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' life in us has delivered us from the law of sin and death. What law was powerless to do? God did it by sending his son into the likeness of the flesh, condemned sin in the flesh. So now we are in a new law. Now please understand me that as I am explaining this. Some people think that we are in this new law, law of the spirit of life. That means we must also keep the old law of the old covenant. My opinion on this subject is this, the new law that we have, in actually it is a new power, the power of Christ, the new power of the, instead of saying law of the spirit of life, I prefer using uh, power of the spirit of life. 
has made us free from the law of sin and death. Because in Second uh, Peter chapter one, he says, "His divine power has given us uh, life." Let me read out to that to you again. Second Peter chapter two. Second Peter, uh, sorry, chapter one, verse three. Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God, or godliness, in other words, has already been deposited in us by His divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him, who has called us by name. And invited us to come to Him to the glorious manifestation of His goodness. So, see this grace that we are enjoying, the the glorious manifestation of His goodness. Also, you know, call us by His glory and goodness in other versions. That this relationship God has called us of knowing Him, and this divine, uh, this godliness. Or the devotion to God that God has given us is by the divine power. Uh, I'll again repeat in other versions that His divine power has given us life and godliness. I'm reading from other versions, please. Just hold on. Second Peter. Second Peter. Peter chapter one verse three. I'll read it from verse two onwards. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, and of course later on by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these. You may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world uh, through lust. So this verse three, two and three talks to us that we have a divine power. The divine power is nothing but, uh, I believe, this Romans chapter eight, verse one and two just talks about he, the law of the spirit of life, has freed from law of sin and death. So power of the spirit. So that's why when we have Christ living in us. We have the power of the Spirit, and now uh, come back to Romans chapter eight. That what we were explaining in verse four and five. Hope you are bearing with me and patiently. Now, since we are free from this law of sin and death. Verse four. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us, and we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Now we have been liberated from the law of sin and death because Christ is living inside of us. His faith now come into us, and that faith of Christ that is in us has given us the righteousness of Jesus. Now, as we live in that power of His life, 
we are now able to obey god obey the commands of god now this obedient is a is a nature given to us as god's children according to the first peter now this obedient nature that god has put within us because christ is living in in us is manifested through the holy spirit that's why the fellowship of the holy spirit the partnering with the holy spirit obeying the impulses of the holy spirit is so important for our new life as we know very clearly the romans 8 talks about they that are led by the uh, spirit of god are the sons of god you know without we being uh, and it is also called mature sons of god the verse 14 says the mature children of god are those who are moved by the impulses of the holy spirit god wants us to uh, mature in our relationship with him and the maturity comes as you begin to yield ourselves to the leading of the holy spirit as we walk in the spirit obey the impulses of the holy spirit we become the matured sons of god so beloved now this love that what i was explaining this love of god is is given to us through christ living inside of us we supposed to love god with all our heart with all our mind with all our strength and love our neighbor as we love ourselves this whole old covenant all the law is fulfilled in these two commands this supposed to be fulfilled by christ living in us by the power of the holy spirit but why today that we are not passionately in love with god and why we are struggling in our love for others is because we are not yielding our lives to the to the holy spirit that's why yesterday as we were learning that is we must yield our lives so let me read that galatians chapter 5 verse 16 and again to you and we will try to conclude this short teaching because i don't want to share this so long so that it is difficult for you to uh, hear the long messages verse 16 of galatians chapter 5 as we yield fully freely and fully to the dynamic life and the power of the holy spirit you will abandon the cravings of your self life so as we yield fully and freely to the dynamic life and the power of the holy spirit you will abandon the cravings of your self life now let me come to you quickly before i close that what it has to do with the pleasing god uh, the subject that we have started see when we live this spirited life the first thing that happens is that we are able to be filled with the knowledge of his will because no person without the without learning to walk in the spirit is able to understand god's will because god has given us the holy spirit to lead us and guide us in god's will so this prayer that i am i am sharing with you is so important and this prayer that i am sharing in this few minutes you and i must pray this prayer thousands of times over our lives over our family and over the whole church in the globe and i will explain to you all the apostolic prayers that i have been praying for last many many years for the church around the globe i'll explain those prayers to you but now today let us just stick to one this one prayer come with me to colossians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 colossians chapter 1 verse 9 and 
verse 10 and uh, we'll start with we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness see before that verse 9 since we first heard about you colossians chapter 1 verse uh, chapter 1 verse 9 i am reading from passion translation since we heard about you we have kept you always in our prayers that you would receive the perfect knowledge of god's pleasure over our lives making you reservoirs of every kind of wisdom and spiritual understanding in other versions this prayer is put is like that that god may fill you with the knowledge of his will with all spiritual wisdom and understanding i request you to go to the youtube and uh, please go through a, a saturate 2014 was conducted in uh, here in bombay where i explained this prayers in english and hindi it's almost a uh, 50 minutes teaching 40 to 50 minutes teaching in the some of the prayers i've explained it more in detail and uh, please if you don't mind uh, i'll forward that link to you also uh, please go through that uh, teaching uh, on prayer and understand that if we have to uh, learn to please god we must develop a heart of intercession not only for ourselves but for our family and for one another because the verse tense says we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness pleasing god in every good thing you do see how we can rise up in pleasing god not not just by understanding the revelation of the word and uh, and obeying the impulses of the holy spirit but to do that we need prayer prayer is is not only as a devotional prayer that we worship god and 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 enjoy his presence but we must into get into intercessory prayer intercessory prayer is that we claim promises of god over our lives over our family for one another and the spirit of god begins to give us intercession for one another and for the body of christ and paul here interceding for the church especially for colossians but it also represents to all of us and is praying that god may fill us with the knowledge of his will with all spiritual wisdom and understanding that we may walk worthy of him please him in every way increasing the knowledge of him fruitful in every good work strengthened with all might that we may have a great endurance and prayer uh, great endurance and patience in all circumstances joyfully giving thanks to the father who has qualified us in the kingdom of light so read this prayer detail i will uh, go through with the youtube on on that uh, saturate 2014 and listen to that prayer again and also go through your bible and go to different versions amplified and and king james or new king james and especially this uh, you know passion translation if you can download on your phone or buy a passion translation which has more of a original greek and aramic understanding of the scripture so this prayer is very well explained in passion translation uh, more than even amplified so uh, read this prayers memorize this prayers and pray these prayers over the church so that the the quality that we have been learning that uh, developing a heart to please god will be uh, able to understand that and once we start walking in this attitude in the fear of god walking in the will of god walking in the walking in pleasing god we become such a instruments of god on this earth to glorify him no sickness can touch us no virus can touch us no evil can do anything to us because walking in the power of the spirit will have armor of god over us because be strong in the lord and the power of his might ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 until 
you know, the whole armor is mentioned there, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, and peace of God, and the helmet of salvation, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, praying always in all kinds of prayers in the spirit, in all occasions. It's a very powerful uh, tool that God is going to give us. Not only that we'll have a sword, sword of the spirit, the word of God has become a sword in our mouth. Not only that we have a shield against every fiery darts of the enemy, fear, anxiety, worry, tension, pressures, but we will have the, have the prayer anointing over us that we'll be able to lead by the spirit to pray in all occasions, 24 hours, there will be prayer in our heart, in our spirit. Even in the night, in your sleep, we'll be able to pray. And God will give that prayer anointing over you for the nations these days because nations need prayers and God is pouring the uh, 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 repentance over the nations and nations are getting transformed in our daytime, in our uh, time. We will see nations and cities getting transformed. God bless you and, and may the Lord strengthen you and use you mightily. Bye-bye.